We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentisprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Today we have another fire episode. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Bye-bye. creating a world-class experience for lifelong customers. Yeah, I, I got the idea. I got the idea for this headline from the checkout page, actually, from today's guest. Oh, so, yeah. baby. Check about, out for about, what? I don't know. We're going to we'll have to discover. We're going to have to discover in just a second. <laughs> but with that, Fonzie, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you so much for asking. You're welcome. And You're today's welcome. sponsor is your own, The Beast Bros Let's with go. Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is content momentum? Well, tell if me, tell you me more. produce a long-form piece of content, just like this one that you are watching or listening to, and you need a modern media team to come into your business and help you leverage that content and help you maximize your impact, right? Then we want to help you out. We want to help you turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets so you can share them through the interwebs like little minions so they can go and get you some new clients. If you, if, if that sounds interesting to you, please. It does. Slide it does. in the DMs at Vizro I'm Co. sliding into the DMs. On Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you. Go ahead and subscribe to the show because every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, these are things are dropping with incredible value. And go ahead and follow us on social media at Bros Co. so you can find all the golden balls. Boulders. That's oh, right. Yeah. What is the golden boulder, you ask? You're going to have to go to social media <laughs> and find out. All right. That is right. And our only ask, if you find this episode impactful, please, please share it with somebody else that you believe this can help them, you know, move one step forward to their goal. Please share this episode and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Round number three. Yes, you heard that right. This is the third time today's guest is on the show. Unbelievable. At this rate, we should just make him our brother and name him Luis. <laughs> Last saying. time, he shared all the golden boulders about the customer journey. Well, today, we are going deep into his event that's coming up. And probably we're going to go deep into many other topics. Oh, yeah. It always oh, happens. Yeah. Oh, it amazing. always happens. Sam considered today's guest as the friendliest person in this planet. He might not even be from this planet, but besides <laughs> that, he is a best-selling author, successful entrepreneur, email marketing whiz, and host of the Mind of George podcast. Drum roll, please. Well, we need a sound for, for a drum roll. Welcome back, creator of the Lighthouse Method and the Eternal Flame, founder of the Pink Hoodie Gang and the Marketing Robin Hood, Mr. George Bryan. Let's go. <laughs> I don't have a hoodie. I got pink shoes on today. Let's there go. go. You know, uh, George, I was listening to our last episode together and the same thing happened. You're like, I don't have a hoodie. The, the, the pink hoodie. <laughs> we need to do this. Like, I was like, crap. Yeah, we, 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 we're going to keep saying the pink hoodie. better. We, we're yes. going to keep saying the pink hoodie gang on, uh, until one of us has a pink hoodie. Success. <laughs> well, I own plenty of them. I just wore it yesterday. <laughs> you see? It's I, okay. It's all good. I know. Yeah. I know. Dude, George, again, a pleasure and an honor to have you here on the show. Uh, it's always 
so interesting to have this conversation with you because it involves so many aspects of the entrepreneur journey and the customer journey and the relationships and emotions and emotions lots of emotions oh yeah last time by the way if you guys haven't checked that out go check episode 103 and 130 those are the previous episodes with george go check him out in 130 we get really emotional that's uh that's probably one of the most emotional episodes that i've experienced in here for me yeah. myself so super awesome george thank you so much as always uh, incredible value that's about to be provided so yeah yeah let, let's get this party started right let's do like again people can go back and listen to the full story but let's just do like a two-minute recap on who's george for those that are listening for the first time yeah i love it and you know what i realized is that we did 27 episodes for the first gap and 26 for this one so we're we're on a pretty consistent pace here. Uh, sounds good we, our, we're, we're finding a trend making <laughs> <laughs> Making our sequel. We might have to just pick one and go with it. So like uh, it. first, I'm a husband. Uh, second, I'm a father. Third, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I spent 12 years of my life on active duty in the Marine Corps, got medically separated and kind of fell into entrepreneurship on accident because I'm unemployable, have an attitude and didn't really know what tact was until now. And so basically, I had to be my own boss. And I started as a food blogger doing content marketing, affiliate marketing, email marketing back when blogging was cool, like 2010. Had a lot of success yeah. there. New York Times bestselling author, you know, number one app in the world, blah, 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 blah. Realized I hated cooking, but I loved <laughs> marketing. And really what I loved more than marketing was I loved human beings. And I've actually never shared this before on why I love marketing so much. And so this intro is a perfect time. I'm obsessed about marketing because I treat people with the love and respect that I wanted as a child. Like mm. with how I wanted to be treated as a human and how I wanted to be seen and how I wanted to live. And at the end of the day, we can succeed in business by caring. And so now I spend all of my time and all of my companies and consulting and mastermind and in the mind of George show, because you don't want a key to the inside of this thing. So just listen to what I share with you. <laughs> yes. um, talking about how we can do both, how we can make a lot of money, but also have a massive impact, how we can add value and in turn grow our business. And I do that through customer journey email marketing, consistency, congruency, and really helping entrepreneurs unlock their superpowers and amplify them. How's yeah. that? that? I that. love it. Yeah, that, that was pretty, I think the, the crowd pretty approves. Accurate. Yeah, there you uh, go. But there George, go. I they, love- They were processing, they were processing. They're like, yeah, approved, done. They, <laughs> I, I love how you share that, you know, the reason why you love marketing, right? And you go back to that place that, I mean, I think for what you've told us and shared, it was a pretty rough upbringing, right? You're like, yep. that's how I wanted to to be treated. Did you, When did you realize that? I'm curious, like when, when did that click for you? It clicked when I was an internet marketer and an entrepreneur and I was doing the opposite of that, right? When mm. I was upsell king and trying to scam people and I was sending crappy emails every day because I was making money in exchange and I had the quote unquote success. And I also felt dead on the inside. And yeah. um, it's really interesting when in my entrepreneurial journey, when I made it right, like, and I'll share this story. Oh, this one's gonna, yep, here we go. It's coming, gents. <laughs> Let's go. Make my name Lewis. I'll be a brother. There <laughs> um, we go. Bring it on. So, so the moment for me was actually in June of 2014. I've never talked about this publicly ever. Um, we had just published the book on June 10th and I had a goal of becoming a New York Times bestseller and I was told by the publisher, by everybody else, your audience isn't big enough. You're not gonna do it. It's not gonna be there. Like I was literally told no and I'm like, okay, cool. I still set my sights on it. I poured my heart and soul into that thing for nine months. 
And I got a phone call on a Tuesday because the Times is calculated Tuesday to Tuesday. And the publisher called me and said, congratulations. I don't know how you did it, but you became a New York Times bestseller. Mm -hmm. And he's like, enjoy it while it lasts. It's going to be there for a week. Well, we ended up being on for 22 weeks in a row. And around the third or fourth week, uh, I was on vacation with my wife in Jackson Hole, Wyoming and the family and they threw a surprise party for me. They rented out this whole restaurant. They plastered the window with the title of the book, the cover of the book. And I walked into all these people loving me and I left. And I said, I shouldn't be celebrating mediocrity. I only hit number four, not number one. And I actually basically crashed my own party. I was an asshole, mean, disconnected. And it created this massive atomic bomb of dissonance. Like how could I have this thing that I wanted and yet be so miserable, so angry and so mean that I hurt the people that love me around. And it made me really take a deep, hard look at why I was doing what I was doing and what really mattered. And it was in that moment that I was like, I can't live like this. I can't be like this. And that's what started that journey. It was about a year or two until I then walked away from caveman. But that was the inflection point was when I basically got on paper what I said I wanted, and even then it wasn't good enough. It was never enough, and it started to hurt and affect the people I love, like my wife and my children. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, thank you Thank you for sharing. That's very powerful. Um, yeah. That, sorry. I, I want I, 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 I have I, a I question wanna, related to that. But, I, yeah, you, yeah, you do your smart comment, Fonzie. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious on, yeah. you know, people are so afraid so, to, mm. to change, right? Um One of my favorite books is uh, is Malcolm X because of the way he changed. Like, his story is insane, right? And how he changed throughout his life. And it, it just made me think the potential on humans on changing, right? Um, for the, the for for bad to, to great, right? And, and I, that's what I see in you, George. But I'm curious, how did that affect the people around you, the clients that you were working with, your family? Because... It, obviously, they're, I'm guessing they're super happy that you change in a very positive way. But usually that comes with a lot of resistance, too, because now they're like, wait, who's this new person that's coming along? Right. I, and, and I'm asking because I wanted to illustrate this for people that maybe are in a position and that person mm-hmm. might be me. Actually, that person is me. Right. Like, there's a lot of things I want to change, um, but I find a lot of resistance with. So it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess this question is to seek some clarity on that sense is yeah. what happened around you in that moment? Well, I think what's really, really interesting is that, yeah, mm-hmm. you think when you're like, oh, I'm going to make a change for the better. Everyone's going to be like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, when you're at a level and you become enlightened or decide that you're going to go to the next level, the people at this level sometimes tried to hold you back. Because by you growing, you shine light on what they're not doing. And there were a whole lot of people that I did business with, business partners, associates, that when I was like, I'm going to honor my family, I'm going to go be a good husband, I'm going to be a better father, I'm going to put my heart into this. So, like, don't ever talk to me again. Cut me out of their life, disconnected, because it's a mirror, right? It's just a mirror for everything that's there. And all the people that loved me, supported me, And we're at that level of like, yeah, caring and empathy and compassion and business and ethics and morals. We're like, hell yeah, welcome to the party, but you got some work to do. And mm, so yes. it was like a level change. It was a state change. It was mm. going from one container to another. But there's this analogy. It's called the, um, you know, they, it, it, they talk about it like Mexican crabs. But when you're in a bucket, if you watch them in a bucket, if one starts to climb out and gets close, the other ones will pull it back down in the bucket. Wow. It won't let it go. They won't put them. They try to pull them back down. And that's what it felt like. And so yeah. 
the thing for me that's really important underneath all of it is that at the end of the day, if I feel like I can be better or I can be different and I'm being called to that and I choose not to do it, I'm sacrificing any chance I have at success because there is zero way to succeed by being misaligned. And so at the end of the day, I only have me, right? And if I feel like I have to do this to be a better husband or father or be better in a relationship with myself or a better business owner, regardless of the circumstances in the outside world, I have to honor and pursue that or else all I'm really doing is just slowly dying. I'm delaying the inevitable. And so what I think is so important is to understand the resistance is coming, But resistance isn't permanent. Notice how it's resistance. It's not a block. It's not a stop. It's just a moment of increased pressure, Mm. right? Just like when the weights get heavier or the run gets tired or when we get a flat tire, we just change it and we keep going. And if we keep getting one, we change the road. Yeah. The most important thing I think for me, and this took me a long time to understand is that I, as an entrepreneur, this one's going to like... I as an entrepreneur had this theory that like when I made my million or my first six figures, seven figures or eight figures or got the title or the app launched that I would just be able to sit back and coast Mm. and that it was just going to keep coming, right? Like somehow I could become lazy and sedentary and the results would keep coming. But change is every day. Yeah. Every single day we change. The world around us changes. Our inputs change. Our processes change. Socioeconomics, you know, the economy, the business, ourselves Mm. change. Every single day, it's inevitable. And so I found now that my practice is really embracing that change and looking at it. And it's like, who do I get to be today? And then taking that and giving that out into the world, right? And of course, if you start being an a-hole, you deserve to get smacked in the face, right? But if you're changing for good and there's people trying to stop you, it's a really, really good indicator of who you have around. Yeah. Wow. That is... That that is that is interesting. That and that's a great way to put it. And honestly, I feel like sometimes people gotta take a look inside and ask themselves, do they really want to change? Right? Because I feel like that is somewhat easy to perceive in a way that is like people around me are holding me back, right? But then mm-hmm. I think it it takes a look, an honest look, and ask yourself, like, do I really want to change them? Because I need to take a certain actions in here that are gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and I think too, just to really be clear on this, nobody's holding anybody back. We're mm. the only ones. Love it. Yes. We might have people around us that we advocate that responsibility to. Yeah. But we're using them as the excuse. We're using them as the distraction. We're using them as the scapegoat. When in actuality, it's always going to come back here. Right. Yes. And so when it's like, oh, I want to change, but they don't like it. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that they don't like it. It's that you're looking for validation through the change and not fully embracing it. Yeah. Because when you own it, like when you own change, when you own that new workout or the new way of doing business or you do it, the only option is support. It's when there's leaks in it, right? When people can, this feels temporary, this feels off, like why are they running it by me? And so like at the end of the day, it's always up to us and it's really, really powerful. And, and I, t- I talk about this all the time because like, I'll give you a perfect example. I have an assignment for both of you. Everybody listening to this plus the both of you. Sometime in the next seven days, you need to go out away from everything and sit for an hour. No music, no notebook, no books, no nothing. And like, you just have to stare at something. You have to practice boredom. Stare at the water, stare at the wall, stare at the traffic. And you have to just witness 
what happens? You're going to have thoughts. You're going to see things. You're going to want to move, but you're just going to have to sit. No, 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 no taking, no, no taking nothing. Just nothing. Just nothing, stare. nothing. Anything that happens in that hour has to stay in that hour. If you remember it a week later, that's fine. But the whole point is just to be witness. Mm. And we think about it, but yet all we're really doing is practicing sitting with ourselves. The one relationship that we have every single day that informs every single decision that we rely on and trust every single day, but yet we spend most of our time disconnected from. Mm. Yeah. Right? Somebody else's words, somebody else's lyrics, somebody else's book, somebody else's social media posts, somebody else's emails, this place here, this place here, but never just mine. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm very looking forward to that challenge because, yes. um, you know, we're, we were talking earlier and we mentioned that we're, we're changing studios, right? I have to drive about 40 minutes every day. We moved to a new place. And uh, it got old real quick. <laughs> so, and I remember, you know, it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. You know, those 40 minutes, uh, I'm going to listen to audiobooks or whatever, or like just, and, and yes, yeah, sometimes, but there's moments that it, I'm just driving in silence, right? It's, it's not common, right? But it's happened. And it's, uh, it's refreshing, right? Because now, all, now there's space to think. To, and then these ideas happen. And then as soon as I get to the office, I'm like, oh my God, like clarity, right? And it's like, man, yeah. like this is awesome, right? So now I'm going to be looking forward to this this exercise because it's going to be intentional. It's going to be like, let me practice this and then hopefully make it make it a, a, a routine out of it, right? And and that's what most people can call meditation, right? This is it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's staying in silence, creating that space in your mind. And I'm very guilty of, I always have that earbud in uh listening to something because i'm like man i, I gotta continue to educate myself or level up sometimes there's no more space in there to 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 push stuff in right so I, yeah. i i love it thank you for the challenge absolutely and everybody listening please go ahead and try it and let us know let us know how, how it goes for you yeah. um I, i already have two spots in mind where i'm gonna go and do it it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even and, and here's the thing, honor yourself in it, right? Like it's a muscle, right? Like if mm -hmm. you haven't run for a year, I'm not gonna be like go run a marathon, right? But yeah. do it and try it. And Ashley yeah. did it and she crushed it, but do it and try it and, and honor yourself. If you get to like 20 minutes and you're having so much anxiety, honor that, take a break. Yeah. And then go again later, go again another day, like practice it. Yeah. Practice that temperance and restraint. But yeah, I mean, uh, I introduced you guys earlier. You'll have an interview. My one of my favorite musicians, Will Evans, but he talks about, you know, when you sit with it in one of his lyrics, he said you have to pour up your, you have to pour out your cup to then fill it back up. Yeah. And we have to do that as entrepreneurs. Like even in the theme of this show of creating a world class customer experience, how can you think about that? How can you be intentional about that? How can you implore the empathy required to know what's on the other side and what they are feeling, what they need? when you're full and trying to make decisions from reactivity, you can't. And so yeah. you have to practice this because it's literally our secret weapon. Entrepreneurship yeah. is a trap and it's a really, really good one, right? We yeah. see it all the time, hustle more, get more, hustle more, get more. And I was like, cool. Is that how Richard Branson runs 71 companies in an <laughs> hour a day by hustling more? No, yeah. as you progress, you have to start buying yeah. your time back and you have to start practicing the vessel and reinforcing the vessel that holds the space in that container to be more effective with that time. Yeah. And it's really, really profound and powerful. And it's a challenge. I trust me, like you have an earbud in, I have games on my iPhone. Like it's like, and I mean like little golf games, I'm playing yeah. games with my four year old. Like I can tell when I have something coming up because I'll like mindlessly look down and I'll be playing a game. 
And I'm like, yeah. what is this? Like, what? Yeah. Am I really playing like pretend golf when I could go outside and play real <laughs> golf? But it's a really good yeah. understanding just yeah. to catch it and notice like, what am I afraid to sit with? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what is that feeling that I'm avoiding? What is yeah. that stillness? Right. Like, and for me, like, I'm never going to have that moment with my four year old again. Yeah. I'm never going to have that teaching my 16 year old daughter how to drive again. Right. And so, that practice is so, so powerful because really at the end of the day, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll use an Olympic analogy, I'll use a, an athlete analogy. Every entrepreneur, in my opinion, is world-class or in the top 0.1% of the population where like, we give up certainty to go create it. Yeah. But yet the one place that we don't do and don't train is the vessel that drives us through the whole thing. We got check engine lights on left and right. And we're like, ah, oh, later, later, later. Then we end up with adrenal fatigue panic attacks, anxiety attacks, sleep problems, weight gain. And we're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, was that money worth it? Because yeah. now there's no life left. Like there's no yeah. health left. There's no anything. And so I think it's an important thing to talk about. Yeah, mm. uh, I, I love it. Um, like I said, every, every single time that we have this conversation with you, it's like, that's it, right? And and I was listening to our episode on the way here, right? Um, to to recap, and it's I think the third time that I listened to it, and temperance was one of the topics that struck to me, like from that conversation, right? It was very brief, but I remember that it was like one of the things because that's exactly what's happening right now, right? Like we went through, um, we just wrapped up a forty-five live challenge, right? And uh, mm -hmm. it was the first challenge that we ever launched publicly, right? We had uh, about a hundred people in there. It was super incredible, but at the same time, it was a lot of work because it was the first time for us implementing that 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 system. And it was us also doing the challenge, right? So, you know, we were getting off the office, going in there, doing the, the Facebook Live. And then on top of that, I personally added a fitness challenge that I only achieved for two weeks, right? Which is fine. I was testing capacity, right? But the same thing is like, okay, where where is my moment to to sit down and breathe, right? It's just like slow down, right? Like, and, and this is so important. And uh, testing that capacity to me did it, right? It caused that thought because before that it wasn't happening. It was like, go, 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 right? Until something that happens. And I think that's my next question, right? Because what you shared earlier, there was there was a capacity there that you, that you were doing, that was, you were going after something. And then there was this big episode that happened with your family that is pretty significant, right? And you know, we might have some, some of those episodes in our life, hopefully not, but do you think that's necessary, right? Because we hear these stories and, and people are like, it all, like the trend, and, and you're shaking your head for those listening, like he's shaking his head going crazy, right? Saying no, right? And we're gonna go into that. But here's the thing, like most people, the stories is like, that moment is always there, right? So how can we avoid it? Like, how can we, how can we learn from those experiences, right? And, and move forward. Why do you say it's not necessary, right? Dude, that's uh, it's so it's so good. And by the way, like I'm gonna open the loop for a minute because of what we're talking about in a world class customer experience. Space is one of the biggest secrets to create a world class customer experience. Space is the absolute biggest secret. And so we'll unplug that in a minute. But why do I think it's so important? Well, unfortunately, what you'll hear from a lot of us that have had those catalyst moments is all of us say the same thing. We had this catalyst moment and it reminded us to get back to basics, right? It reminded us to have a daily practice and a routine that focused on us actually consistently and congruently building what we want. Those moments only came when we got disconnected from self, right? Where we were so in the hustle or so in the results or so in the book tour or so in the launch that we lost sight of ourselves. 
and then the world smacked us in the face or our family smacked us in the face or the bank account smacked us in the face. And really what it did is it pulled us back down into, oh, I need to be in a relationship with myself. I need to spend time alone. And so now I look at it and I try to catch it. And really what it, what it, what it comes down to if we're pulling a thread around change is that understanding that every day we get to choose who we get to be. And if we're intentional and mindful about what we're doing, like I'm doing this today because this is aligned. I'm doing this today because this is aligned. This is part of or an input into creating who I want to be six months from now, a year from now, three years from now. And we have an accurate measuring stick. And as long as we check in on that, that's our North Star. Like that's our rudder in the water. Yeah. And most of what you'll hear in the best people in the interview, the most successful people every time. And I mean, every single time one of us had one of those moments, there was one thread in common. We had lost sight of what we wanted and why we were doing it every mm. single time, wow. right? Because that's that's what it was. Like I didn't write that cookbook to be a New York Times bestseller. I wrote that book so my grandmother had something physical to hold and I could say I did something I never thought I could do. But when I got wrapped up into, you won't make it, it'll never be there, it'll be blah, blah, blah. I started to set these false realities that the outside world gave me and I lost focus on what I really did it for. Eating and cooking the way that I did saved my life. The book was me putting it into a form to help other people and I didn't give a shit if it became a New York Times bestseller. That's why you never hear me talk about it. Like I'd never yeah. talk about that book. I and so it. that's kind of how I see it and I feel it and I think that that's the common thread. And so in my opinion, the secret to not having one of the breaking moments or one of the one of those massive pivotal moments or pattern interrupts is to actually be intentional about time and space with yourself. Yeah. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I making myself better? Like, am I growing where I want to grow? Am I checking in with myself and honoring what I have going on? And any time that you can be back in you, there's no way that that can happen. Yeah. Do you have? Uh, thank you. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, this is so good all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So do you have, how do you, how do you pull yourself? How do you pull yourself back to that moment? Right. To that awareness moment. Um, cause here's, here's an idea, right? Like we there inside of our business, right? There's some prospecting that we got to do for either for the guests or like invitation, like there's tasks, right? On the daily basis yep. that we got to do, of course, communicate with the team, different things. Right. And, uh, there's sometimes that we levitate towards not doing them for other reasons, distractions, whatever, X, Y, Z, right? Oh, we have this call that is not moving the needle, but we're gonna just do that call anyways, right? Like, how do how do we identify those moments? Well, how do how do we pull, once you we did. identify that moment, right? How do we actually get back, right? Is there, is there a daily habit kind of deal? Is there, yeah. do you use yeah. an indicator inside of yourself that you're like, every time that I recognize this, this is what I'm gonna do? Like, what is it? Yeah, so first off, you nailed it. And I love your question because you caught yourself. Yeah, <laughs> because we always know. Yeah, we always know. It's when we pretend to not know that we go pursue it. Mm -hmm. So two secrets, breath and accountability outside of yourself, breath and accountability outside of yourself, right? How many times a day do you intentionally stop and take four deep breaths? How many times a day, Zero. every hour do you do fill my body with the thing that gives me life, right? It's the one thing that I take for granted every day, but the moment I don't have it, I wish I had another one, mm -hmm. right? It's our oxygen is our fuel. It's what's there, but it also is actually what fills your body with life and gives you clarity. And I'm not joking. 
Breath work is at the secret of everything. And it's not like I have to do Wim Hof or transit. <laughs> you just have to F and breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when we talk, we don't breathe. We're talking. We're not even taking a breath. It's like 30 to 35% of our breath. You have to breathe. And that breathing brings you into the present and gives you space. And so when you think about it, if you're like, ah, oh, this isn't, or I'm distracting or I'm procrastinating in that moment, take a breath and be like, oh, where's this coming from? And then at the other side of that breath, you have two choices. You either knowingly keep procrastinating or you knowingly do something different. I don't care which one you do. I just care that you're honest with yourself while you do it. Because there are plenty of times where I'm like, I'm distracting myself. Yep, that's what I want to do right now. And I have to own it, but I have to own it without beating myself up or doing it. So I put a container around it. I'll set a timer on my phone. I'm like, fine, you want to play that game? 20 minutes, go. And I'll set a timer on my phone and I'll say, well, as soon as the timer's done, I have to go do X or I get to go do Y or I get yeah. to go do boom. So that's number one. Number two is accountability who somebody sees you at your potential, not at your current state. Mm. Mine is my wife. I'm going to tell you right now, I can tell how clear and how aligned I am when my wife says, what's on your agenda today? And one of two things happens in my body. <laughs> one is I clearly say what I'm doing or two, I start to make up things that I'm doing <laughs> because I need to sound busy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always one of the two. Yeah. Right. And so I, and then I'll catch my, I'm like, Hey, Hey babe, I actually don't know. I'm having a little bit of anxiety and a lack of clarity right now. These are the things I have to get done. I can't answer that question right now. She's like, all right, go have fun handling that stuff. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but it's having somebody like the two of you, like you two know each other better than anybody could probably know each other. Right. Yeah. And you can tell from a mile away when you're distracting, when you're off, when you're there. And it's not your job to bring the other one back. It's your job just to hold space and see them at their potential. Yeah. And so like, hey man, right? Or check in. And so what I do is if I find myself off or I find myself there at that breath, I'll text somebody. I'll text my wife. I'll text my COO. I'll text my CEO. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I don't need you to respond. I just got to get this out and I'll off gas it. And then I'm like, Whoa. like it happened yesterday. I was like yelling at the phone. I was like, Jay, and then I was done. And a half an hour later, I recorded like three fire videos that like came out of nowhere. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I think what really boils down to is being really honest and integrous with ourselves. Right. I know when I'm distracting. I know when I'm procrastinating. I know when I'm doing minimum wage activities. The moment I own it and I acknowledge it is when I'm in a position to do it differently. But every time I deny it and I justify it, I'm allowing myself to continue. And my buddy Jim Quick said this on the podcast. You probably listened to that episode. Yeah, that was so you good. can't get mad at results you don't have from work you didn't do. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Let, let it, that sink yeah, in. Yeah, let that sink in, literally. <laughs> um, the, I, I love this topic. Like, personally, I've been battling this, right? Like, exactly what we're talking about, right? The being honest with yourself owning it and acknowledging it right and then like taking action like I, i i felt that in my life lately in the last couple of months right and i'm i feel like i'm at that i don't know if it's like an inflection point or what but I've, it's like the spot where i need to make the right decision i know like i'm gonna make the right decision right i'm putting it out there i'm making the right decision but i don't know having those thoughts like being out finally aware of this thing is like a weight man it's like a huge weight on your shoulder because now you're like 
if I don't go the way I want to go, right? Like, I'm just disappointing myself. Honestly, like, at this point, I'm not disappointing anybody else. And that's, like, the worst feeling. It's like, I don't want to disappoint myself. So, you know, being honest and owning it and acknowledging this thing, I think, is is so important. And Well, is it, it, but hold on. So I'm going to stop you. Yeah, Let's yeah, go ahead. I'm going to stop you. Ready? Yeah. Is it, is it a weight or is it a gift? Mm. Yeah, it's perspective in there. Well, because weight is you are already beating yourself up before it happens and you're judging mm. your practice. Yes. But then go back to when you didn't know and you felt lost every day and overwhelmed every day. Mm. What it really is is sovereignty where there is no path for you. Nobody else is going to tell you how to do it. Here's the destination. It's your job to figure out how to get there and you're going to practice and run. And you're going to make turns and you're going to stumble and you're going to pull a muscle and have to do it again and stretch and recover. But really what it eliminates is it eliminates any roadblocks yeah. because at this point, all you have to do is choose to move forward every day. Mm -hmm. That's it. Absolutely. I love that. So it's, it's really like, and, and trust me, like I'm in this every day. Like I'm like, oh man, like I've, I've had days, like I, since we moved, I went from working six days a week eight to 10 hours a day to working four days a week for five hours a day. Wow. My current struggle is finding value and meaning when I'm not quote unquote producing. Hmm. And my wife's like, oh, you mean when you're living in the results that you created and living the life that you said you wanted to live? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like <sighs> when I'm snowboarding every Wednesday with my daughter for our new board meetings every Wednesday and I'm like, ding on the phone, sale came in, ding on the phone, sale came in. And I'm like, all it's doing is challenging my current belief of myself and nothing more. Yeah. Nothing wow. more. And so when you think about it, that's what it is. You're like, hey, oh, I made it to where I said I'm an entrepreneur. I'm really an entrepreneur. There is no path ahead of me except for the one that I built. And at any moment, if I feel like I'm off, it, what a gift to know that I'm off and all I have to do is turn one degree to the left, turn mm -hmm. one degree to the right, take mm -hmm. one more step forward. Mm -hmm. And it eliminates all the feedback, all the validation, and it really is the definition of sovereignty. It's the definition of self-empowerment where you are 100% responsible for all of your results. But yeah. the beautiful thing, and I'll pull this right now, is you can't control the result. You can only control two things in this world. Two, your intention and your energy. Mm. And right now, if I said, hey, what's one thing that you want to build? Give me an answer. Like, what's one thing that you're wanting to do that you're you're working towards? I mean, building the inside of the business, you mean, or like in my personal life? Anything, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. So we're trying to build a more consistent sales system in in the business. Okay. Perfect. So perfect. So you're trying to build a more consistent sales system inside of the business, right? Yeah. And so when we think about that, there's only two things that go into that. So intention, intention, I would define as your clarity right? Like how clear you're on it, like what you want to accomplish, how you want to get there. If you could grade yourself on zero to 10, what's your intention right now? I mean, I would say it's, it's really high. <laughs> I would say it is eight, nine, probably, if not a 10. Perfect. Perfect. Let's, let's go with, let's go with, let's go with 8.5. We'll call it an even medium. Sounds okay? good. Okay, cool. And now when you think about your energy, Your energy being, that is a very critical task in the business. That is a needle mover. It's probably one of the 
top two to three things that you need in your business. Mm-hmm. You work how many hours a day? Eight, more than eight, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight. So in that eight hours, give yourself an honest grade of that eight hours on a grade of zero to 10. How much actual energy are you putting towards that system? Yeah, very, very low, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is it? I would say uh, two. Two. Three. Yeah. So our intention is clear, but yet we're not giving it the energy and we're wondering why it doesn't fill out. But yet we say we want it, but yet we sacrifice all of this energy doing the things that prevent us from doing it. Yeah. Those are the only two inputs you can control. And so I'm like, cool, what do you want it to look like? What do you want your energy to be? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I want eight? It. Yeah. A 10. <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah. So what are what are three tangible things? What are three tangible things that you can measure that you can give a 10 to that will solve that intention? Yeah. Do you want them right now? Sure. I mean, you know, number one is definitely the the prospecting side of it, right? Like people don't like that that task because it can it can get somewhat boring, right? But it does it needs to be done, right? We need to Go and find the people that we can help. Uh, second is the outreach, right? We need to then connect with those people, right? Um, but we cannot do outreach without the prospecting. And then it is, I feel it, honestly, like hold each other accountable on that, on that right? Like, let's keep totally. track of what we're doing. Totally. So like, but here's the thing. You're like, oh, what if I let everybody down? What if I don't make it? I'm like, oh, well, of course you're going to because you're not putting the measures in place. You can't tell me you want to win the race and you don't start. So literally you take that, you open your calendar for tomorrow morning and from 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., you literally give it a 10. Boom, boom, boom. Three weeks from now, you have a drastically different business. That's yeah. how simple it is. Absolutely. And so breathing, yeah. perspective, like at the end of the day, the only two things we can control are our intention and our energy. Yeah. And I look at this all the time and I was like, oh, I'm so upset. I'm not getting stronger. I'm like, because I'm not going to the gym. Yeah. Of course, I'm not going to get stronger. Like, I don't get to eat Fruit Loops and Cheerios and like build magic muscles, right? Like yeah. all of it's there. And so when you think about it, though, I'm saying that because success boils down to consistent and congruent actions done over a long period of time. Mm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. And I was like, all the other stuff gets in the way. And bro, I have the same, by the way, I'm in the same boat all the time, right? I'm like, well, I could have done this and I could have done this. And I'm up here and like, well, there's 8 million different ways to do it. Well, I'm not doing the one thing that does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so like our accountability is really, really clear. Like if this is the path, is my intention there and is my energy there? And if it's not, and it's not consistently then I have to do an audit. And are those really my needle movers? Are those really aligned to my business? Are those really aligned to what I say that I want? And if you do this every single day, like literally like we have people that we teach this to on a whiteboard and throughout the day, I have them check in like what their energy is and what their intention is towards that task. And it's really awesome to watch somebody 10X their business in 30 days by just simply being aware of where our energy gets leaky towards what we say we want. Yeah. I like that. I, I like the the self checkups, right? And actually, like a few, uh, about two, three weeks ago, we one one of our mentors. He's he's amazing. Like, we we actually met him through my brother's old job, 
and he he challenged us to define our goals literally and we were like wow cool okay <laughs> and then yeah. we realized that we haven't actually given some th thought to actually sit down get our space and you know nail down our, our goals so we started working on them and then he said everybody every single time i want you uh every single time you take an action ask yourself is this action taking me closer to that goal right and what 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 you're explaining right now it goes hand in hand with that right it's like am i putting the effort mm -hmm. right and i have the the right intention is this goal help is this activity helping me right and i think that self-checkup is necessary it's it's so simple right it's not it, i'm not gonna say it's easy but it's simple it's so simple to do it right and yet we just don't right and and totally well because ambiguity ambiguity gives us a hiding place yeah. ambiguity lets us hide in distraction right because if we can't measure it then we can always blame something else mm. we can always project it outside we can delay the inevitable we could do it but like at the end of the day i looked at myself a couple weeks ago and i was like i'm upset that i don't have time to go to the gym i'm an entrepreneur i make my schedule yeah what do you mean i'm upset sure. i'm not having the results that i want so now I'm not allowed to work until my gym is done every day and I'm three and a half weeks in again consistently on a different schedule, but not set up to fail because my default is always going to the extremes, right? Okay, I'll do it at 4 a.m. I'll do it at like <laughs> 3 a.m. Well, I'll be done before everybody gets up, but that sets my family up to fail. That sets me up to fail. And that's not aligned to what I want. And so I did the hardest thing that I could do. I scheduled it for 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 to 9.30. And it's like, that's my prime call time. Like, that's my prime, like, record podcasts, like, <laughs> scheduling calls. And I was like, nope, nope, Parkinson's Law. I'll fill whatever container I create. And yeah. it's hilarious. Because I'll come back to the office at 10. And from 10 to 11, I got more work done than I would get from 8 to 11. By mm. simply being aligned and checking in. But we got to protect these things. Like, containers are so, so powerful and here's the thing, like all of us have it. This is why we need accountability. This is why we need community. This is why we need to share with like-minded individuals because listen, it's really fun to live in ambiguity sometimes. Like it's really fun thinking that the magical unicorn is going to come deposit a million dollars in my bank account and I'm not going to do anything to get it, right? But it's not a reality. Yeah. But there's times that we live there in the ambiguity, and so mm -hmm. I think the most important part that you said, Lewis, that's important is that it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's really just perspective because what it represents is growth, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can get uncomfortable at times. Yeah. It can get uncomfortable like, oh man, oh, got it. Cool. Boom. But if every one of those opportunities is just a new piece of information to make micro adjustments and micro adjustments, we're constantly progressing and moving forward. And when everybody else is living in ambiguity a year later, you're leaps and bounds ahead of them. Yeah. The most important thing that community and accountability and even yourself have in there is empathy for self. Mm. Like you're playing the game. If you were in a professional sport, like I, I know, like I'm not a sports fan, but like Tom Brady wouldn't be the person he is if every time he fumbled, he quit. Or he's like, I'm such a failure as a quarterback. He's like, nope, back to the basics. Yeah. Let's play again. Let's play again. Let's play again. And that's our job as entrepreneurs. Like check in. Are we on path? Are we on track? Do we even know where we're going? Yeah. And then give ourselves a measure. Okay, cool. Next milestone, next milestone. And you chunk it down and you keep playing. 
and you consistently and congruently show up and then I don't know, unicorn and rainbows. Yeah. I I'm 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 actively listening to this conversation because just so no. you know, what Fonzie said also applies to me, by the way. So we're in the same space, right? We're playing the same game. It's is what it is. And this has been a, a point of conversation over the last two yeah. weeks. Um, b before you continue, I want to encourage yeah. people that if you're listening to this and you're enjoying the conversation, which I am 120% sure that you are, uh, make sure you go. We're going to put the link in the comments. So oh, yeah. you go and check out George's event and and just honestly go check out his, his podcast too. We're going to link uh, leave all the links below. But get in his world because it's gonna it's gonna change your life uh he certainly has done that for us so george i, I really appreciate it i just wanted to take this moment to to invite invite people to connect with you and join on on the event totally. and can, yeah can I, I, can i share something extremely personal for everybody right now absolutely absolutely so we're 47 minutes in and just so you know what happens i feel like i've completely failed and tanked this episode Like literally, <laughs> just so everybody listening and watching this understands, like I'm like, man, does this even make sense? Like, who am I to say all of this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. For whatever reason, it flows out of me. And this yeah. is the game that I get to play. And we take it and we post it. But like, I think it's so important to understand and remember that no matter where you go, whatever level you get to, all we practice is increasing our awareness and giving ourselves new tools in the toolbox. Because now I like have those thoughts and I laugh at them. I'm like, you think this every time. What are you talking about? Whatever, yeah. right? And I always, worst case scenario, because of trauma bonding and things like that. And in entrepreneurship, it's a very, very traumatic, fight or flight kind of arena. And yeah. so we just have to be aware of it because I, you know, two pass. I'm like, okay, interview over, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, no, this feels good. Like, yeah. I feel good talking about this shit. I'm going to keep yeah. talking about it. Whatever. Yeah. And then we just keep going. But I just think it's important that everybody has these thoughts and beliefs. I mean, one of my friends does $600 million a year in sales. Wow. $600 million a year in sales. And mm. his biggest struggle is he said he was happier when he was only doing a million a year. It, it's He's been working on it for years. He's like, it broke yeah. me. I wasn't ready. I didn't expect it. Like, it breaks me like every day. And he has to work so hard just to even like feel safe in that container. Yeah. And so no matter what, it doesn't go away. It's everybody owning it is what the biggest secret is for this being here. It's like, yeah, it's just the truth. Cool. Yeah. I got it. Let's keep going. I got it. Let's keep going. So I just wanted to say that because I'm not above any of it. Like I have not, you know, eaten the magic pill yeah. or taken the red pill and unplugged from the matrix. Like <laughs> I've unplugged in the awareness age, but there is no way that I'm Neo, right? I'm not yeah. like moving numbers around yet. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. And yes. yeah, wait, wait, real quick. Sorry. I just wanted to share something because you were saying like, I love talking about this, right? Like it feels good talking about this. Um, it actually about three months ago for the first time, right? I have this group of friends that we grew up together back in Venezuela. I mean, our mm -hmm. school is not like here, like in the US, we go to the same school from kindergarten till we graduate high school. So we're pretty much like brothers, right? And my yeah. group, my group of best friends is, is seven of us. We're all over the world. So, you know, we have a WhatsApp chat where we talk here and there, but all of our life is a, has always been a chat of, you know, a friend's chat, right? We're just joking around here and there. Sometimes you get the, the serious conversation. And about three months ago, I was like, you know what? I, I've learned a lot with the people that I've, you know, I've been fortunate enough to connect. 
and I want my friends to grow as well. And I see some of them obviously are growing still and I'm not anybody to like dictate where they should take their lives. But I'm like, I just want to share a little bit of these things with them. So I proposed to them to do a meeting, a quarterly meeting where we all sit down and talk about our challenges and then how can we help each other out, right? Like something totally different. And at first they were like, oh no, you know, like laughing around, like, why are we going to do that? And I was like, it's okay. In my mind, I was like, it's nothing against me. They just never experienced a conversation like that, right? Or a group like that. So I'm, I was very excited. We planned it together. We called it the Council of the Wise Buttes, uh, you know, <laughs> to give a, a little bit of humor in there. So when, after the first time we met, the first one was in December, everybody just went in there, share about their, their issues that they were having in their life. Um, you know, everybody catching up and then sharing uh, how we could help each other out, how, what they could do, you know, in their life, maybe to better the situation that they were in. It was so rewarding, man. Like talking about those deep things, the things that you don't usually talk about, right? It was so rewarding. And to my surprise, after we talked, a lot of them, if not all of them, reached out to me and they were like, dude, thank you so much for that initiative. Like, that was amazing. Like, that was great. Like, I... I'm looking forward for the next one in, in the next quarter, right? Which we had about three weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. So it was amazing. And it was so great that it got me thinking that even though I spent so much time with my brother, we don't do that, right? Like we have conversations in this circle. We have cool conversations once in a while, right? But we never like sit down and create that space, and mm -hmm. that is powerful. So the other day walking, I proposed to my brother. I was like, hey, we should do this, right? He, and he, he proposed the event. No, he didn't propose to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clarify? Yeah, let's clarify that. So I, I proposed that, that type of conversation yeah. for, for my brother. And I like his idea. He was like, wow, I would love to do that in a day where we actually go and do something. So like, let's go mountain biking. And then we sit down and like, talk about this stuff and I was like you know what like that is a great idea but my point was I love that you you open this space for people right to to feel empowered to talk about these things because they're difficult topics right they're challenging topics to talk about most people are not comfortable talking about them but they feel good they do feel really good talking about it and let me tell you every time we talk to you after we shut this down we look at each other and we're like man like this was <laughs> awesome that's our expression every time right and it's gonna be the same today so it's gonna be like it was awesome but i want to encourage people not to just say that it's awesome right but actually implement right because i feel Ooh. like we have implemented a certain amount of things but today especially i'm like i need to implement more like i need to be more conscious of these things like i'm already conscious and aware but like you're saying my intention might be there but my efforts are not reflecting that right yeah. so i'm like I need to get in check on that stuff. So I just wanted to, uh, you yeah. know, shine some light to to that of having these type of conversations and opening the space yeah. and encourage people to have those outside of, you know, maybe their day-to-day -day circle. Yeah. George, yeah. I want to say thank you because, um, you know, obviously our, I guess our superpower is on the leverage of content, right? So in, in that sense, it has been incredible because... It's, that's where we worked with, right? But there's so many other aspects of the business, right? That go around that, because that's the thing that we do. But around the business, when we build, you know, especially when we first started hiring our team, ha, huh, 
like very on a lot of unknowns there like how do we how do we do this like is it a daily meeting how do, like what's the flow what is it right and we've been very fortunate to to find people that are with us like today we had an incredible call uh with them and they're like dude like let's let's roll let's go like these are the solutions like, and it's been incredible right but that's an unknown that has started to happen and then the the what we're working on the sales and the prospecting system right that has brought some friction because the intention is there, but the energy is not, right? So those things, starting to recognize those things. And uh, with the people that we've been working with, like either in the challenge or even customers that they come in for the content, the conversation always levitates to all those aspects too, right? And it's like, whoa. And so, so, so the reflection as you guys were having this conversation is we have to... I'm thinking in frameworks, right? Like it's like this, mm -hmm. these occasions, whenever it happens, like this is an indicator, you know, is my intention there? My energy level like correlates, let's go take action in this space of the business, right? So, um, and it wasn't as clear to me as after this conversation, which is incredible, right? So uh, we're having these conversations now with the, with our clients and, and on the service fulfillment side of things where it's like, how can we as a company become, uh, of so much value that we're indispensable. Like we can add so much to them. And uh, it's funny because the content is the way in to a lot of these people and, and into their lives. And uh, and I feel like everybody's super satisfied with it, but there's always external factors that come on conversations after the content is delivered and, and the systems that they're starting deploying. And it's all a lot of the things that we've been talking about today, right? So in my head, I'm like, man, this is incredible, like the, the framework on how we tackle these two things where we can, whatever the occasion is, we can apply that to that. And it's like, what is the container? Like last week we talked, last time we talked about the containers and uh, and now about the intention and the energy. Like those are very valuable things that everybody listening can apply to in every aspect of their business. So, and we're gonna be completely transparent, right? We're gonna turn around and we're like, sweet. This is our framework from now to the eternity on how we're gonna be doing these things, right? So I want to say thank you, and I, and I want to bring the people listening, right? Like, if you want to know more, go connect with, with George. Go to his podcast. The Mind of George is incredible, um, and uh, and the event that's coming up. So yeah. uh, I, I want to tie this a little bit to, you know, the, the headline that we put today was creating a world-class yeah. experience for lifelong <laughs> customers. And honestly, my thought is going, like, you had an intention to do just that, and you did a 10 effort to do just that right and i think yes there's obviously like other elements other to do's in the list but if you don't have those aligned like we were talking about it wasn't going to happen right so i don't know do you, I'm, i'm curious i I'm, i want to tie it i yeah. want to tie it because it's been open for me the whole time and so <laughs> you know one of the secrets and i'll close the loop that i opened one of the secrets to a world-class customer experience is space but you can't create space if you don't have space, mm. right? And so what we tend to do as entrepreneurs is we're like customer journey, fulfillment sequence, you know, social posts, like we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. We take our full frantic reactive energy and then we give that to the customer and the experience and then we get upset that they don't do what we designed for them, that they didn't click on everything, that they didn't open every email, but we don't actually give them the space to do it. Mm -hmm. Patience is the secret to world-class customer experience. And I know you want to send that first email, do these 75 things. But if you are creating reactants, you're setting your customers up to fail. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that comes from scarcity and reactivity, right? But if you really thought about it, you're like, okay, 
I want to fulfill this. Like even an onboarding sequence, right? Like you're like, okay, I want to onboard this customer and I want them to be a customer for two years. Cool. Why the F are you trying to onboard them in one day, in one email, in one post? You want them for two years, but yet you're trying to get them to do 66 things in day one that's going to push them away and get it back. And so space is the secret. My copywriter mm. says this all the time. You have to, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but you actually have to give them space for the work to happen. If yeah. you don't, yeah. you end up pushing them or pulling them before they're ready. And it actually makes you less of an authority. It makes you less valuable to them because now it's codependent. And so when you think about creating a world-class customer experience, you have to give yourself the space to really be intentional about the space yeah. that you're designing. And it's like, cool. Wow. These are the, and like, here's my favorite thing. Like I'm a sticky note king. Like sticky <laughs> notes are the secret to success. Customer journey. Like yeah. no joke, right? Yeah, and for, so, like, forget everything we talked about. It's a sticky note. That's it. <laughs> sticky notes. Like I, I single-handedly keep 3M in business with my consulting business. Like no joke. Like I rip through sticky after sticky after sticky. There's something about writing it down. But if, yeah. if you think about it, you're like, I have this lead magnet, right? Or I have this product or I have this event, right? So, or I have this fulfillment sequence or I have this onboarding yeah. sequence. You literally take a sticky note and you write down every individual thing that you want them to know, need them to do, or any, any of those things. But each one gets its own sticky, right? And literally you then take those stickies and you go to the wall and you're like, what's the most logical sense for this order to take place? And don't forget to have a sticky of like, congratulations. And mm -hmm. a sticky of, here's how to get a hold of us. And a sticky of, here's how to email me if you have any questions, right? Yeah. Like list out everything that you would want. You might end up with 20 stickies. You might end up with 50 stickies, right? And then you take them and you sit there and you take a breath. You turn off all distractions, maybe a song, something to get y'all pumped up, right? And you're like, think about your customer. And you're like, cool. My customer came to me because they have a problem. They have a challenge. They don't know how to distribute their content. Content is giving them anxiety. That's why they're hiring us. But they're not coming to you with like, hey, guys, I have eight hours a day and I'm so happy and everything's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't know how to get my content out. I don't have sales. I have too much of it, right? Their tank is already full. Yeah. And so you recognize that. You put yourself in their position. You're like, okay, cool. What's the smallest win that I can give them to create some space? What's the next win that I can give them to create some space? It may be reducing anxiety. It may be simplifying the process. And you take the stickies and you put them in order. And you're like, step one, step two. Don't worry about time. Don't worry about modality. Don't worry about medium. But just like, hey, yeah. if this person was standing right in front of me, what is the first thing that I would say to them? And for me, it's always like, hey, take a breath. We got you. You found your home. Don't worry about what else to do today. We got you. The team is busy at work. We'll be in your inbox tomorrow. But now you get to be taken care of. That's an email. That's an effing email. And can you imagine when they're like, oh, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you build it. And so you design those sticky notes and you just put them in order. And then you put them in order. You're like, does that make sense? Maybe two of them belong in one. And then you ask yourself, what is the minimum effective way to deliver the maximum amount of value? And you're like, oh yeah, this would come on day one. This would come on day three. This would come on day five. 
And here's what's interesting. Every time I have a student, a, a customer do this, they're like, I can't believe I was trying to get people to do all of this in one day <laughs> and getting upset that they weren't doing it. Yeah. Right. But you have to create the space. And what you have to realize is that if you are uber available, if you are hyper in their face, if you're like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, you're actually pushing them farther away. And it's just like the law of attraction. If you're always available and always there, they don't want you. But if you give them enough to empower them and come right back in there, the attraction is there. They appreciate it more. There's more gratitude, they're in momentum. And so all of these aspects are at play. And so even for my event, what I'm doing is I have sticky notes on the wall over there <laughs> and I'm like opening exercise, breath, breakout session, introduction, round table, speaker. And I literally put them on the wall and I don't know. Everyone's like, do you know when I'm speaking? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> I won't until I'm done with everything because how it looks in my brain. And I'm like, oh, that would feed this. That would feed this. And then I literally take it and I turn them sideways and I have an event schedule. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, that's how the event goes. But you have to create the space yeah. for you to have that clarity and design it. And yeah. I mean, we'll a blink in this one, like measure five times, cut once or whatever, right? Or sharpen it eight the blah, 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 your world-class customer experience, yeah. the meat of it is in the design of it, not the implementation of it. The how is 1% of the game. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> the why and the what is the other 99%. And so when you think about it, in order for you to create that space for them, you have to create the space for you to have the capacity and the awareness and the confidence to be like, oh, that's what they're feeling like. Yeah. Oh, that's what would that would feel like. But if you're full, if you're reactive, if you're always listening, if you're, you know, oh, this is happening, we're losing money in the business, you're going to put that energy into that experience and it's not going to create an ideal result. Yeah. Oh, so good. By the way, for those listening, go back to minute 56 and start again. Uh, th that's exactly what, how to design an incredible, you know, customer experience. Uh, in my head, I'm going through our process. Right, uh, like, are, yeah. uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we're not that far, which is great. Like in my head, I'm like, oh man, but like, we're, are we gonna fail this? But uh, but no, and and this came out of feedback, right, from from our customers, right? It, it can be really intimidating going. Like a lot of the customers that we that we have, they come in like, give me as much content as possible, and I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like like this is gonna be intense. So they go from zero to let's say 60 assets, right, in in one specific case, or even 15, right. And then they get that and then it's like, well, here's how you can distribute that. Like, and then it's like, so now the conversation that we're having, like, we d we need to know your distribution capacity. Like, who is it? Is it you? You have a team. Like, what is it? Right. So now the, the process started with a day of onboarding a while back. Now it's about two weeks, right? When we actually are able to deliver the first like batch of stuff, right? And then we have a distribution call and then there's other stuff. So the whole first month is that entire process, which has come from it. And then in my mind, I'm like, we can still be better. We can still like, Get, like take away stress from all of this right um and, and now we're working on the, the what what we're trying to do is or what we're working really hard to do is start getting people ahead of time so then we can prepare them to that first day before that first month right because mm -hmm. it can be really 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 intimidating so i i love this i'm gonna i'm gonna revisit this many times i'm yeah. gonna do the sticky note exercise a hundred percent we're about to invest in some serious sticky notes over here <laughs> <laughs> well, and like and here's a yeah. little hack for you here's a little hack for you you design your customer journey which becomes your baseline right 
Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you're going to get feedback. You're going to get objections. You're going to realize things aren't done. Things aren't there. And then you decide, do these new things belong in my onboarding process or my pre-qualification process? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so what you do is you're given the information. Like your customers tell you how to keep them forever. Most of us don't listen. Yeah. If you pay attention, they tell you. Like objections are not you did something wrong. Objections are like, Hey, I'm telling you this because I really want to stay forever, but I'm not going to tell you that. And so please fix this so I can stay and trust you, right? Because if they really wanted to leave, they would have just fired you, right? And so when you think about it, it's really that simple. And then what you'll end up with is you're like, ah, and you guys are content gods, right? Well, if everybody who's coming in is struggling to disseminate 60 assets, I would have an entire month of marketing around effective content distribution and how you can do more with less to get them in the right mindset. So when you pump them full of those assets and they sign up, then they're already running. And so you just move them and you decide. And this is where you as an entrepreneur have to trust yourself. Like this is your business, your world, yeah, your road. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is this better in the onboarding part or should we do this on the front end so we're getting people that are more qualified or more ready and you just trust your gut, you put it into practice and you make adjustments. Yeah, love it. it yeah, oh, so good. So many so many ideas. By the way, it's coming. Like one of those pieces of feedback was it, it's now going to live in, in the group with the people that are coming into our, into our world, right? Like it's we talk a lot about publishing frameworks, right? And it came out of a conversation mm-hmm. with Chris Doe. We're like, hey, what is your framework? Right? And he goes like, very simple. Like just go to my social media and just like just walk past like what we've done. You're going to see it. It's there. So we're like, ha, huh, so good because that's exactly what we designed for a lot of the customers, right? But a lot of people are not in that mindset or they don't, they don't really know, they don't really visualize it that way. They, they see the day to day, right? So that's, guess what? Instead of doing it on the onboarding process slash one first month, sweet. We're just going to go in, in the group beforehand, be like, this is exactly what it is. This is a map. This is how we design it. This is how we do it. This is how we discover it from other people because that's how we started. Right. And, and it was really, really effective for us. So, um, just putting it in the context of obviously what we do, but if you're listening, right, like this is so important. What are those elements? Like, like George was saying, like that we can identify and put it like in front of our customers. Why is the feedback that we're getting and, and listening to that? And that has been, uh, incredible, man. George, I, I know we want to be mega respectful of your time. Uh, tell us more about your event. What's going down? Where is going down? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll do. I'm like, this is like the stuff. I'm I'm like, I'm the worst at quote unquote selling. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm like, you either think I'm crazy and you like it and you <laughs> should come or you think I'm crazy and you don't and you shouldn't. Like, that's basically <laughs> where we are at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this event is actually like my proudest moment. I've done this event a few times. So we're teaching my TSR method. So basically the model to get to your first five, six, seven, or eight figures, it's the model I still use to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's being really effective with your time, your sales, and your retention. And so we're basically going to mm-hmm. unlock people's superpower and get them crystal clear on where they should spend their time, what their one to three needle movers are, and then building containers around them until they get the result. Then we're going to talk about their sales. And sales is like how to get the attention of their right customers at the right Mm -hmm. time so they stop dead in their tracks. The context of making sure that they're always coming in and you're solving for those customer journeys. And then the best part, which is the selling part, you know, when they come in and you fulfill on the customer journey. And then when we talk about retention, and you know this is my area, we're going to talk about building a world-class 
customer experience because retention is the secret to successful business. Because I know, newsflash for everybody watching this or listening to this, yeah. you will never see a successful business built on, oh, I bought something and it didn't work. I bought something and they didn't <laughs> help me. I bought something yeah. and they didn't do it. It's a, uh, oh my God, it was amazing. They over delivered. They made me feel special because 86% of marketing is still word of mouth. And so your business success is actually predicated on that backend retention. And newsflash, if you fill your business and that's not there, you're creating an anti-marketing machine. So that's my favorite part because we design that world-class customer experience. We break down communication with the customer and then we turn your existing customers into your biggest referral machine. So basically that's the model that we're covering. And I do things a little bit differently. I'm one of those people that can't stand shelf help. It drives me nuts. And so you're not allowed to get on the airplane and come home until you've already implemented something in your business. So during the event, we have implementation periods after the talks where my entire team floats around and like literally puts it into work in your business. So nice. you don't get to leave. Like I check in, I block the door and you won't get to go to the airport <laughs> if you don't put it in. And so it's in Montana because we're wide open here. They can yeah. escape from, we're from there. <laughs> There's no anywhere. Yeah, we're hugging. <laughs> we're high-fiving. We have a beautiful venue right on the lake. Yes. Um, and we're going to be doing three days. We have uh, four incredible speakers. Three I'm going to tell you about. And one, nobody gets to find out until they open the keynote of the event. Ooh. And it is going to be world-class on unlocking your potential, your superpowers, and amplifying them. And just to be really crystal clear, um, I miss people a lot. Like I'm a people person. Like I want to hug people. Like I yeah. want to high five. I want to jump. And so the last time we did this event, the tickets were $3,500. Uh, my team got mad at me because we're doing this event at cost. So it's $397 for a ticket and there's 30 wow. tickets left. Um, and I'm saying that because, and I, I, I was told not to say this, the swag bags, <laughs> each swag bag has $860 worth of swag in it. Ooh, baby, so let's go. you basically double your investment. You could flip your swag bag <laughs> and cover your travel and your ticket price and get the event for free. And so that's, that's awesome. the whole event. That's it. Ah, oh, wow. so good. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be super honest here. The only reason we are not, well, at least I'm not going to be able to do it is because my son's birthday trip is that weekend and we go to I Disney know. and uh, my wife is the big boss. So she, she gets Montana is better than Disney, but I'll let your wife win this one. Uh, she, yeah, <laughs> she will. She would not agree with you. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> we tried. Uh, no, dude, that, that's incredible for everybody listening and watching right now go go check check them out the yep. website is on the comments right here we just left them and if yeah. you're listening it's going to be on the description just go down and click in there uh yeah gonna that, put, gonna reshare the link reshare the link please fonts actually i'm uh, just gonna i'm gonna pin it to the top there we pin go. it to the top fonts okay yep uh george any any last action points any last thoughts uh before we close yeah, out today i, I do I'm, I'm gonna close and um thank you for having me and for everybody listening to watch like thank you for giving me the gift that i can't give back which is time um i, I just want to say that I, i'm on this journey with everybody right like you know no matter where i met success business-wise whatever like we're all playing this game together find a community of people that see you and love you for who you are but empower you to win your race and to run your journey because you have the answers there's no secret tactic somebody else's fits all like it's you mm -hmm. and surround yourself with the right people but really take into consideration what i said today practice that relationship with yourself go create space and fall in love with that space and start playing the game from intentionality because you're not going to hustle your way to success you're going to hustle your way to unhappiness 
And so be intentional about your space, measure it and realize that you should not be building your life around your business. You should build your business around your life. Your life mm. comes first, your life, your priorities, your family, your habits, and then you build a business to support those things. And so you cannot get to success through sacrifice. I don't care. I'll be the unpopular one to say it. You got to do it with a full tank. So take it into consideration because these are the secrets, quote unquote secrets mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. inform your success. Because at the end of the day, it's your vessel and your vessel is the one making every decision. You are the one in every meeting, in every call, on every piece of content, writing every email, writing every ad, mm -hmm. writing every copy. And the more in tune you are with that, the more success you will have. Wow. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, George. Appreciate it, man. Um, with that said, guys, whew, that's yeah. so good. These, these are always amazing, man. And we'll be, <laughs> I'm we'll be back. I'm sweat. Like, I'm drenched oh, in sweat. Yeah, me yes. too. I, I won't turn around because I have a gray shirt, so my whole back. <laughs> it, Whatever. No shame. Sorry, no pit. shame. Sorry, pits. George, we'll, we'll, we'll be back in 27 episodes. I mean, it is. 26, 27. 26, we'll 27. Again. Yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. We're going to have to do it that way. 193. There's going right. to be a shirt that we're going to have with the number 27. And, you know, only you and the people that listen to the show are going to understand oh, why yeah, good. so yeah they're gonna be like why 27 uh go listen to these episodes uh yeah. you know it's uh the the let's the, do it the, the, the are the it, mind it, of george it, a it's universe a, it's like an <laughs> it's like an easter egg right there easter, yeah that's yeah, right easter for, egg. For it's those. pretty cool awesome all right guys with that said thank you so much for tuning into the contents profit podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at base bros co that is right and if you find this episode impactful which i am sure you will yes please go and show George some love and, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye guys.